Good morning, everyone. And good morning to everyone who is watching online as well. I have a couple of quick announcements. I wanted to let you know we had an ice cream social on Wednesday night, and everybody had a blast. It was a great time. It was a great time to have everybody back on Wednesdays. Um, and speaking of Wednesday nights, they're back in full swing. Um, we have our Wednesday night dinner this week is barbecue with sides, dessert, but you have to RSVP with the church office so we know how many people are coming. Um, our kids are back in full swing. Our UMYF is back in full swing, which, by the way, the youth group is going to Camp Lee. Um, September uh, 17th is going to be a, a overnight at Camp Lee. It's going to be great. Our lunch brunch. That's for uh, young families and young people. They're going to Harp and Clover right after this service. But this is what they've told me. Anybody young at heart is invited to the lunch brunch. So go on over to Harp and Clover after service if you want to and go join them. Uh, tonight we had a Pathways 2020 meeting that was scheduled with uh, Reverend Monica. She is sick and unable to make it, so we are not having any activities here tonight. She's going to um, come and, and speak at another time, but we do have a Pathways meeting August 28th with uh, Dee Dowdy and um, Tammy Jackson, so that'll be on the 28th. Um, and lastly, I want to tell you, Men at the Well is our, one of our men's Bible study groups. They meet Thursday mornings at 7 a.m., so if you're ever awake on Thursday at 7 a.m., go to The Choice on Broad Street and join them for their men's Bible study group. And let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Loving God, we are so thankful that we can come together and worship this morning. We pray that you will calm our hearts and our minds and help us focus on you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.
and join us in the affirmation of faith. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Please be seated. I'd like to say hello and welcome to you. If you're worshiping with us by live stream, please say hello back to us. We'd like to hear from you and let us know where you are. And um, I know we've got some people up in Lake Louise and all kinds of places like that. So if you're somewhere fun, send us a picture. It's fun right here though, right, Pastor Andy? Yeah, it's fun right here. And we're glad to, to be here. Um, we want to thank you so much for supporting the great ministries of this great church. We couldn't do it without you, uh, without the, the people power and without your tithes and offerings and without your enthusiasm and your prayers. So keep on giving us um, your best because when you give your best, you're giving it to God and not to us. Um, we, we want to be an influence and a witness here at the corner of uh, Fifth and Chestnut for years and years to come, so thank you for supporting us. Let's pray. God, it's you who gives every good and perfect gift. It's you who makes us able to, to use what you have gifted us with to be a blessing to others in your name. So Lord, I pray that as we give today, that you would bless the gift and the giver, and we give all the glory to you in Jesus' name. Amen.
you please be seated. I want you to join me in a time of prayer. Uh, we, we pray for each other here and we have, sometimes it seems big and sometimes it seems small, but there's nothing too big or too small to bring to the Lord in prayer. If you have a need or request, we want to hear from you. Uh, you, can, you can tell it to us, you can write it on a card, you can email it to us, uh, but we want to hear your your prayer requests and we pray for them and our prayer team prays for them on Wednesday. So we also want to hear celebrations and joys that you have because we want to support one another and prayer is one of the ways that we do that. Will you join me now as we pray together? Oh Lord, I pray for all those who are joining us in worship today, for those who are worshiping with us live stream, for Christians around the world, Lord, who are calling on your name today and for those, Lord, who are just in the secret of their own heart, in the depths of their own heart, who are crying out to you, hear our prayer, O oh Lord, today. Our prayer is about giving honor and glory to you, giving worship to you, not because we're so great, but because you're so great. We love you, Lord, and we love your faithfulness and your loving kindness to us. Where would we be, Lord, if not for your mercy and your love and your grace and your forgiveness? So thank you. God, the needs on our hearts are sometimes um, spilling out of our mouths at all times. But sometimes, Lord, we can't even put them into words. So whether it's the need of, of forgiveness and, and freedom from something that is troubling us. Whether it's a need for... Um, just a release of burden or for healing or for just strength to carry on or maybe it's a need for wisdom and understanding Lord and discernment and special special grace to be able to do what's before us we lift all those needs to you knowing that you love us that you're our loving kind Heavenly Father and that you are able to meet our needs according to your riches Teach us today, Lord, to pray the prayer that you taught your disciples when you said, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. As we prepare for our hymn of preparation, number 393,
Pastor Andy is going to take our children to Children's Church today, and he is going to uh, teach them all the secrets of how to be in the youth group. Uh, they're the future youth group, and he, I think Afton is really going to do everything. So children, <laughs> go and join Pastor Andy and Afton in Children's Church today. And the rest of us, let's stand as we're able and sing Spirit of the Living God, number 390.
Okay, sometimes I have to just let my breathing go back to normal after I hear that beautiful choir anthem. Uh, we have, um, you know, I, I, I miss our bodacious pipe organ when we, when we don't have, have Benny up there cranking it out. But, but when we don't have that, it, it actually gets, lets us have a spotlight on this beautiful instrument that the Trotter family, thank you, Mr. Trotter, uh, has, has given to us. We, we have the most gorgeous piano uh, around and, and, and one of the best people playing it. Rhonda hides back there, but she's great. So we get, we get to spotlight that a little bit and it makes, it makes me happy. So uh, thank you for being here. It's a treat. Um, just in the way, before I get started, in the way of announcements, Pastor Andy announced earlier, but, but maybe, uh, maybe you were zoned out or maybe you were just coming into the room if you're worshiping live stream. We had planned to have uh, Reverend Monica Harbarger, who is a United Methodist elder, but is also the director of United Counseling. She was going to speak to us at 6 o'clock tonight uh, as we consider our pathway forward. And, and her specialty is, is, is counseling and mediation, and she was going to help us uh, start this process knowing that at, through all of this and at the end of all this, we're still going to love each other and respect each other. So she was going to do that. Um, Monica um, sent a message to me last night and said that she and her husband had, um, had moved their, their daughter back to college, as many people did in the last week or two. And then her daughter came home this weekend with COVID. So, uh, and, I, and she said, I'm, I'm not feeling well, but I'll text you in the morning. And I said, look, there's not, a, there's not a family here that hasn't been touched, been, or one of us or our family members with this. Take care of yourself, take care of your daughter. We'll have you come again some other time. So I'm gonna get her to come on a Sunday morning and preach for us, because she's, she's a very good preacher, and you're gonna love her, and, uh, and we, we, we need her, and we need you, and we need your prayers. So be as engaged as you can be. We have so many opportunities coming up. Our first one won't be tonight, won't be this afternoon. It will be next Sunday afternoon, starting at 3 o'clock. Uh, Reverend D. Dowdy from Rainbow City First is going to, to speak. And he's no stranger to us. He's, he comes and speaks during Holy Week all the time, and y'all know him. And then Reverend Tammy Jackson is certainly no stranger to us, and she's going to speak too. It's not going to be a debate. It's going to be um, speaking from the heart, question and answer, break, speaking from the heart, question and answer. We're going to have three of those opportunities and next Sunday night, the 28th, next Sunday afternoon, the 28th, will be our first. And you say, well, I can't go to all of that. Well, yeah, but maybe you could go to one or two. Or maybe you could come on Wednesday night and, and have an opportunity to ask Pastor Sam some questions. Uh, or, or whatever. We're going to give you every opportunity we can for you to know as much as you can. And uh, we're going to pray and walk our way through this. And it's going to be good. So um, our scripture today comes from Acts chapter 1. We have been in this little series called Ready, Set, Go. And we're, we're at go. We went through ready and set and we're at go. This is our go scripture this morning. Acts chapter 1 verses 6 through 11. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, 
Is this the time when you will restore the kingdom to Israel? He replied, It's not for you to know the times or periods that the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. When he had said this, as they were watching, he was lifted up, and a cloud took him out of their sight. While he was going and they were gazing up toward heaven, suddenly two men in white robes stood by them. They said, men of Galilee, why do you stand looking up toward heaven? This Jesus who has been taken up from you into heaven will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may or may not know about me and my family is that we like to watch movies and uh, speaking for myself and for our middle child Allison the sillier and crazier the movie the better and one of my favorite kind of silly kind of crazy but great movies is uh, The Princess Bride. Anybody else like The Princess Bride? Oh I'm not alone yay. Okay, so um, one of my favorite characters in The Princess Bride, look, you're shaking your head over there in the corner. I see you. You know what I'm going to say. Hello, my name is Anigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. So if you know, you know. That's one of my favorite characters in the movie, Anigo Montoya. He's this Spaniard. And before Anigo becomes one of the heroes of the movie, he's actually one of the villains of the movie. He's part of a mercenary group that is put together by this, this little, short, really super annoying Sicilian guy named Vizzini. And he, he brings together this group of mercenaries and they plot and plan to kidnap the princess, Princess Buttercup. Some of you are rolling your eyes at me right now and it's really rude, but it's okay. Um, But Vizzini, this little annoying Italian, Sicilian guy, he's the real bad guy. He's the real driving force behind this plot. And one of the reasons he's so annoying is he says this word over and over again, inconceivable. But he uses it in the wrong way. And he's got this speech problem, y'all. And so when it comes out, it comes out inconceivable. And it just, see, you're annoyed just me saying that one time. Imagine saying it over and over again. So he does that, and after a while, um, Inigo Montoya looks at Vizzini and says, you keep using that word. I don't think it means what you think it means. And uh, that, oddly enough, is what I think is going on in the first chapter of Acts, right before Jesus ascends to heaven. Except it's not the word inconceivable, it's the word kingdom. Because Jesus' disciples, in a very annoying way, it had to be annoying, said, okay, Lord, is now the time you're gonna establish your kingdom in here in Israel? And Jesus must say, kingdom hmm you keep using that word but I don't think it means what you think it means they thought it meant one thing Jesus knew that it meant something totally different kingdom 
was a very big word in the Gospels. I mean, Jesus uses it all the time. In the Gospel of Matthew, he starts with his first sermon, and it's a short and sweet sermon. And you're thinking, listen up, Pastor Sam, short and sweet. But here was Jesus' first sermon. The time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the good news. That was it. Kingdom. That's his first sermon. It's all throughout. Nine times during the Sermon on the Mount, he uses the word kingdom. Over and over again in the Gospel of Matthew alone, he says the kingdom of God is like this. The kingdom of God, make it be compared to this. It's this. It's used 30 times in the Gospel of Luke. And in Acts, which we know this, and we wouldn't know it by reading Gospels alone, but in Acts, after Jesus is resurrected, there's 40 days in which Jesus teaches this intensive course on the kingdom of God. So kingdom, 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 kingdom. But they get it wrong, y'all. And we get it wrong too sometimes because they thought that Jesus was talking about a, a, a physical, political, military type kingdom where God's chosen people, Israel, would rule the land again with Jesus sitting on the throne as king. And that's what they meant when they said, Lord, is now the time? Is, is, is it now? But the best way for us to really understand what Jesus meant when Jesus said kingdom is what we just said a few minutes ago when we said the Lord's Prayer, the prayer that Jesus gave us. And you know it, you just said it. So when I start this, these two sentences about kingdom, you say it with me, okay? Say it with me at home. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's what Jesus meant by kingdom. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The second sentence explains what the first sentence means. Thy kingdom come. Well, what does that mean? Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's what it means. It's, it's about God's will being done as perfectly on earth as it is when it's in heaven. And so that kind of kingdom, that kind of kingdom doesn't have geographical boundaries, does it? It, it doesn't have um, political boundaries. It starts in the human heart. It isn't about chariots and soldiers and all of that stuff. It's the, it's the force of God's love that helps us, ordinary people, be able to do extraordinary things for God things that we wouldn't even ordinarily attempt. That's the kingdom thing. So it's not about Jesus kicking the Roman Empire out of Palestine and sitting on the throne. It's about him giving these last two words and then ascending to heaven and then leaving all of that kingdom work to a ragtag group of people to do which blows my mind that Jesus would do it. It blows my mind almost as much as it blows my mind that he has the likes of me doing what I do. 
Here's Jesus' final instructions. The first one is just a reminder. He says, it's not for you to know the times or periods the Father has set by his own authority. Here's the thing about the kingdom. It's there are things that are out of bounds for the human mind to know. Um, so we know that the kingdom is here already because God's will is being done in human hearts and, and, and it's wonderful to see but as there's a big part of the kingdom that's not here yet is the part that the two angels remind the disciples that Jesus is coming again. There will come a time when God's will is going to be done perfectly here on earth as it is in heaven, but it's not now, is it? I didn't see the news this morning. Y'all tell me. God's will isn't being done perfectly on earth right now, is it? Okay, I didn't think so. I didn't think I missed it. But one day, right? One day, Revelation 21, the, the dwelling place of God will be among mortals. He will dwell with us and we will dwell with him and he will wipe away every tear and there will be no more crying or mourning or pain. And all of that first stuff will have passed away and everything that is not right now will be right then not here yet but someday we don't have access to the timeline only God does in the meantime though in the meantime we live in the tension between God's will being done already and God's will not quite being here yet kingdom work being done already by you by me and kingdom not quite being here fully so we do kingdom work Jesus left that to us send it to heaven and said you do that and here's what he said to do and here's how he said we could actually do it that's Acts 1 8 you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria to the ends of the earth. It's like Jesus was answering the question that they were, they were asking in their hearts all along. When Jesus had given the great commission and said, go into all the world, they must have been thinking, really? Go into all the world? Are you serious? Make disciples of all nations? Go and, and baptize everybody and go and take the kingdom? Every how are we going to do that? We can't do that. But the answer, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Power. It's exciting to think about. Power. Um, the word for power in, in the Greek there is, is dunamis. And it's a cool word. I'm a nerd, I know, but it's a cool word. It's the Greek root we get the word dynamite from. You will receive dynamite, right, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And I like, you know, I've even like preached that in sermons before. You're going to receive dynamite, Holy Spirit, you know. But just trying to get you to think about the concept of the power behind that. You know, a stick of dynamite can move more than a ton of rock. You ever gone over like Red Mountain and, and uh, Birmingham and you see where they like blasted the mountain away by drilling the holes down and dropping the stick of dynamite down? Hopefully Pastor Andy's not doing that with the children right now. 
hopefully he's not, but I'm just joking. He wouldn't do that. Maybe though. No, he wouldn't do that. Um, but it's really impressive to think about the power in just a stick of dynamite. But if you, if you kind of squish down the word even further and get to the root duna, from which all of these other words come about power, it just has this basic meaning. This basic meaning. Being able. Being capable. So that sounds really a lot more on target for what Jesus was telling Jesus' followers, us, you're going to have because of the Holy Spirit. Lord, I don't know if I'm able to do this or not. And the Lord says, I've given you the Holy Spirit. So you are able. I've given you capability. I've given you capability to do through the Holy Spirit more than you ever thought you could capability to do what to be my witnesses see Jesus said you're I'm I'm about to ascend to the father you're going to be my witnesses you are going to be my witnesses every day you're going to be my witnesses starting right here where you are and then expanding out and going to the ends of there you're going to be my witnesses it's you. It's up to you. And so I believe every day of our lives, you and me, ordinary people, every day of our lives, we're witnesses. And it's, it's as though we're on a, a witness stand. And, and we, through our lives, are testifying as to whether or not Jesus is actually worth following. It's up to us. We show by our actions, we show by our attitudes, we show by our lives whether or not people should actually follow Jesus or not. And you might be like me thinking, whoo, I can't do that. Well, Jesus said you can, and you do, and you will. So being a witness means you... You need personal knowledge or firsthand experience, right? Being a witness means people actually see really a lot more by how you live than what you say, whether or not you have personal knowledge and firsthand experience with Christ. One of the classes that I've taught before, I really like, is called. A disciples path but the book that goes along with disciples path tells a story that I'll never forget it's about being a witness it's about a guy named Larry Larry is just an ordinary guy he was kind of raised in the church he kind of had a little foundation of, of uh, Christianity but as he grew up and got busy with school and uh, he, he went to, to college, went to law school and got his career started and then had a family. And I mean, he, he just kind of got busy and for uh, about 30 years or so, he just forgot about God. And then he got a diagnosis of cancer. And all of a sudden he was at a crossroads of his life, a crisis point in his life. And all of a sudden it became really, really important to him 
to talk to God, but he didn't really know how to start. But he worked in a big law firm and he got to thinking about some of his coworkers and there was another lawyer in his office and he had seen how she had lived out her faith, not in a loud, obnoxious way, but quietly and consistently. That's the thing, consistently. And, and he had seen how uh, she would sometimes leave a little bit early on Thursday evenings to go to her disciple Bible study class and how uh, she, everything she said about her church was, was in a positive light. And so, long story short, Larry said, if I gotta start somewhere, I'm gonna start at her church. And he ended up going to her church. He, he gave his life to Christ and committed himself to being a follower of Christ, becoming a part of that church. And that church became his support system. As he went through surgery, as he went through chemo, as he, he went through those hard, rough, dark days, that church surrounded him with their love and their prayer and their support and their friendship and their cards and their emails and and now Larry leads a Bible, men's Bible study group in that very church. But back up just a little bit. Back up to the day that Larry got diagnosed with cancer. And was struggling. And was seeking after God. It was the witness of his co-worker. It was the witness of his co-worker that pointed him to Christ and she didn't even know it. She never knew that how she was living her life before him was being noticed. But you know what? It was. It was. She was being a witness. And that's what Jesus said it's going to be like for us. All of us, the Holy Spirit has made us able. When we say, I don't know if I can do it. You are able. What, me, a witness? I'm not going to stand out by the side of the road and hold up a sign and yell at cars. Oh, okay, witness. I don't think it means what you think it means. If that's what you think it means. It means to live your life out loud to live your life in such a way that somebody says, if that's what following Jesus is like, I think I could do that. I think I want to do that. Y'all, we are entering into a difficult season now, and you know that. How we go through this together is going to be a powerful witness to the community of Gadsden one way or the other. The Holy Spirit has made us able to do kingdom work. Let's go and do it. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Oh Lord, we thank you for making us able to do incredible things that we never thought we could. 
We don't want to just stand around and look up into heaven. We are ready and we are set and now let's go. Strengthened and empowered by the Holy Spirit. Let's go. Amen. We're going to sing together um, a closing hymn that has this impossible commission in it. Go, go make of all disciples 5-7. As we sing this closing hymn, I want to invite you uh, to pray. I want to invite you, if you wish, to, to join our church family uh, to come forward as we sing. 5-7-1, stand as you're able. Y'all, today it's my privilege to welcome uh, Bob and Becky Altman to our church family. They uh, come to us from Snellville United Methodist Church. And if you've been around at all, you know Bob and Becky. When they came in, they just brought all of this positive energy and, and all of their enthusiastic spirit to, to volunteer to do just about anything. Ready, set, go. 
ready, set, go. And, and they were, they had been worshiping with us online before they ever moved here. So the first Sunday they came, they already knew who I was. I felt like Elvis or something, you know, but um, we, we welcome you. Um, and, and so I just ask you uh, this question. Will you be loyal to this church? And will you support it with your prayers, your presence, your gifts, your service, and your witness? I told them they had to say, I do. That can't get you in trouble at all, can it? Okay, but, but uh, I know that you uh, have met. If you haven't met them, then come and meet them. If you do know them, uh, just, just come and, and welcome them officially as we have our benediction. Oh, Lord, you have given us the Holy Spirit. You have made us able to do what you've called us to do. And now, empowered by your spirit, help us to go. Amen.